I think that if communities, uh, be it on Dribble, Behance or Instagram, just keep growing because people want to put their portfolio out there and be seen and find clients and just have a personal brand because everybody has a personal mm. brand in social media, then that's not bringing any value to the design industry. everybody and welcome to a new episode of Anfisa's Anyone's podcast. I'm uh, happy to uh, welcome you on board on today's topic, which is one I think that's very juicy for many designers out there, but why not restricted uh, maybe not only designers, but any creative profession. So today's topic is around social media. And uh, the question myself and Anfisa will try to answer is uh, it, whether you need social media presence as a designer. And um, it's, a, it's an encompassing topic. It's a broad one. I'm hoping we can touch on as many points as possible in this episode. Also, I want to thank everyone who's listening. And I'm happy that uh, it seems we're sticking to the routine of creating this podcast. So this is already our fourth episode, I think, or Yay. even fifth. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great to see that uh, we're having these conversations, which we decided from the very beginning that we want to keep as informal, relaxed, and unstructured as possible. So you will be witnessing something uh, that's uh, like a coffee that myself and Afisa are drinking and talking over in, in the city. So hi, Afisa. <laughs> Hello. I was just saying like coffee at 8 p.m. Hmm, doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> well, actually, I just had two ice creams. So okay. I don't know what a good idea is anymore. <laughs> You have a right, <laughs> all the right. <laughs> okay. Um, hello, everyone. Yes, sounds like a cool topic for, for discussion today. I think a lot of people are asking themselves, uh, do they even have to start something like that? Since, you know, every creative is creating something, right? Everybody has their dribble page or podcast or, I don't know, email list or in Instagram page, etc. And like, it's it kind of might feel like you're missing out something if you don't start your own social media presence and that's something we should totally cover today and really discuss who needs it why need why doing it and what are the pros and cons of having some extra side projects such as online presence i'd say but before we dive into that part should we also talk through our last week our our things that are going on any struggles any updates on your side Joanna? Yeah, so I was also about to ask you um, how was your week the, from the last time we spoke. Yeah. I'm going to answer first as uh, some, well, we're recording this episode as I'm uh, past, uh, I just reached my pregnancy term, actually, uh, I'm 37 weeks pregnant, which is nine months and something. And this means that uh, my baby girl is due to uh, join us in the world uh, anytime now, which is exciting. It's also a bit uh, anxiety inducing, of course, not only the birth part, but also the part of taking care of a newborn when you have 
no experience whatsoever. <laughs> and also I've been struggling with uh, being able to unplug from my professional oh, yeah. uh, efforts because it's really hard to, uh, the feeling is that I'm abandoning my identity or a part of my identity and I just keep postponing it. So every week I keep working, I keep doing professional stuff, I keep continuing my projects. And every time uh, the week passes uh, at towards the end of the week, I tell to myself, okay, next week I'm stopping everything and I'm going to enjoy my pregnancy and that's it. I need a break oh and God. then the next week starts and then I'm all, all um, again in this spiral of doing things all the time because it's part of who I am and I just can see myself differently. But probably I won't have a choice very mm. soon now. So. <laughs> uh, so I'm curious to hear how was your week. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is a transformation you'll you'll you're going through right now. It's, and it's very hard to accept it, especially since you're you still don't know what to expect from it. But yeah, talking about the week, yeah, the last week. So remember that drama situation with the with the freelance project I had. Um it's actually resolved right now. I'm really happy about it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> It took some time, like it took maybe like two or three weeks to go through this, but luckily the client realized that, you know, the timeline is really starts to be very tight and that we need to make things as soon as possible because the launch is really like in a few weeks. So it will, it will be possible to find a new illustrator. It won't be possible to find another designer to finish some of the flows. So um, she approved or decided to pay to the illustrator. And I said like, all right, that, that, that is fair. So I'll finish my part as well. Uh, so luckily that is done. Um, the only issue is that I still, like I already started working on other projects, of course, and now this thing doesn't fit in very well. So the, the whole planning and the whole destructive part of it just affected the whole process. And I'm trying to find a way to squeeze it in between all the other sort of small projects I took in already. So that's a little bit challenging, but Another small thing I want to slightly celebrate is that I've started another new, oh, by the way, that's a good fit into the, our topic, but I've started a new page, Instagram page about my core students. Um, it's like a small page, but I really want it to be not about education. I don't want to want it to be something like another Instagram page, another carousels and stuff like that, but I really want it to be like a platform for the students of a course I'm running to really share their experiences, their challenges, their issues they're going through as they are transitioning to UX design from different other topics, uh, different other industries. And really just to know what tips would they tell themselves if they were starting again? Because they've started recently, like a year or so ago. And this is a lot of information, a lot of challenges right now. And it's interesting to hear that somebody else is going through them because a lot of the people, a lot of people are doing it right now. And um, it's just cool to be, you know, to be related to see how other people are solving some of those issues or going, how they're going through this. It's not, it's just like this. I want it to be a place for people who transition into UX design and kind of share tips, maybe, maybe stories and stuff, something like that. So um, I've already got like 10 interviews of my students. I'm still planning more to come, but we'll see how, how far it gets. <laughs> Well, that's great news. And uh, maybe you could, should also share the name of the page so everybody can follow it. Yeah, sure. It's, um, it's a UX for freelancers, basically the same as my course is called. Um, yeah, it, it looks a little bit similar to my page, but I would call it a little bit, I would say it's a little bit more crafty. I spent more time like, 
you know, having those brushes around and more colors a little bit and more faces and more emojis there. So it's really more like a, I want it to be more like a community of the people who are transitioning to UX design. <laughs> that's, this that's is true. wonderful. I think it's, uh, it's really something to celebrate because I think that these kinds of places on Instagram or any type of other platform, if you want, even Dribble, we have the idea of small communities that bring something that's more authentic, more um, emotional in a way, more honest, personal, uh, then this is what actually brings values to the social media exchange. Mm -hmm. So uh, value. And um, I think, I, I think it's, it's, it's a topic that I get asked about a lot. Probably you do as well. How do I transition to UX design? People kind of tend to share the same fears, mm -hmm. have the same struggles. So I know that for people, it's extremely powerful to read testimonies of uh, mm -hmm. other people that have been in similar situations uh, in a similar process with similar background and so on and so I think that uh, this is a good uh, very good entry uh, towards our subject today exactly <laughs> which is um, yeah whether designers need a social media presence and what would make that social media presence valuable what would make what i think the question that any designer needs to start with when considering to uh when considering creating a social media channel for them be it instagram youtube or whatever is um why am i doing this what what mm -hmm. is the message or the value that i want to put out in the world yeah so i think that this also is the question that we should start with so why should people uh, what's valuable about these types of efforts so you just shared some um when introducing your new page indeed it's it's the value of being honest putting yourself out there sharing pe human stories and so on but otherwise if you if you if you start by creating a social media channel because everybody has a social media mm -hmm. channel and you feel a pressure that you need one then that's wrong so how do you differentiate in the beginning the the right mission the right purpose for your channel and and something that's just peer pressure or uh just going along with everyone is doing so i think this is the first question to answer yeah. i would also add there you have uh, framed a question around so what's in it for others why would somebody want it right other like other than you so what's the value that you're sharing i would also add to this another question which goes in line with this first question and that would be something like what's in it for you why what do you expect to have it from it to yourself so for example what are the things that you're hoping to get for yourself for example if i were starting a new page today I would do it not just for reasons to, you know, share what I know, but also for reasons to maybe improve some of my skills to, first of all, connect with others, maybe find friends, find people who I can ask questions um, and discuss things together. Or, for example, if I want to write, improve my writing skill, or if I want to, you know, share what I learn every day, if I want to be consistent in my learnings and maybe, uh, you know, develop a new habit of um, you know, I want, I'm on this learning curve. I'm on this learning trajectory. I want to reach this goal and I want to be accountable of how I'm doing it. So I want, I'm like, I'm dedicating myself to writing about it every day. And I pick one social media and I'm doing it. So I know why I'm doing it for myself. 
So that's an example I would, I would also think of, not just what is, what's in it for others, but also what is it, what's in it for me? Because you want to also stick to it and you want to be consistent in what you're doing. And if you don't have other reasons um, other than, you know, please everybody else and do it because everybody else is doing it, then it's, it's very easy to start being, let's say, not happy about what you're doing and just start wanting to um, jump off and stop doing it. Um, and it's very easy to stop doing it because it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of energy and not always it doesn't bring return and investment of your time. So I think it's very important to also think about yourself in this whole journey. Yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, listening to you made me want to uh, uh, continue by actually sharing my story mm-hmm. uh, of joining social the social media oh, yes, space please. and deciding to uh, create your ex goodies, and maybe then we get a chance to listen to yours as well. Um, so I started actually exactly by asking the question that you just suggested. So why, why am I doing this? And, um, I opened UX, I created UX goodies in, I think, July, 2018. So it's something over two years now, um, with two reasons in mind. One of them you already uh, touched on. It was the idea that I'm on a learning journey. I'm doing this, uh, efforts, these constant efforts of upgrading myself, my design skills, my knowledge, my understanding of the design philosophy and everything. And so I was doing this on a daily basis, but I wanted to create a routine or some sort of schedule maybe, or some sort of space in which I could feel like I'm obliged by, or I commit that I'm going to put content everywhere in this small space just to get myself to be more uh, organized and, um, consistent with my learning efforts so by creating ux goodies i kind of had to make sure that i have content to post on a daily maybe weekly basis and that meant that i had to research the content i'm putting out there and read articles around it and make sure that i get the right frame or the right understanding of a new concept that i was exploring and so on so on one hand it was this learning uh routine create created for myself And on the other hand, it was the fact that I was already a social media addict. (laughs) So I I already spent a lot of time on Instagram, a lot of time on Facebook. I was already very much on my phone and uh, most of the time. And so somehow I naturally felt that it's a space in which I'm already investing a lot of time and it doesn't seem to be invested with uh, any uh, fruitful outcomes. So why don't I turn this? addiction if you want into something healthier and so these two needs these two kind of uh, ideas met and us goodies was born and i remember that uh i had absolutely no expectations as to what's gonna happen with ux goodies because at that time i think there were i don't know two three four accounts discussing ux design and having ux posts maybe there were more there were more accounts on uh, ui design if you want with mock-ups and animations and so on but there were i think three or four accounts for ux design yours was one of them so you were there when i joined the uh, instagram and yeah uh i think you were i don't know among the 
maybe the you were the first person to do this on Instagram. This is what yeah. I remember. Yeah. There were there wasn't any. The, I think carousels were not even a feature when we started doing this, or we didn't consider using carousels. You, uh, but I think they weren't even uh, up as a feature. So there was no um, recipe, if you want. There was no right way to do it. I had to experiment, to try different things, to uh, explore, to see what people react to, and it was it was a lot of uh, trial and error and a lot of unknown territory but at the same time um it was very exciting and i feel like i was there in the beginning of something that has became has become bigger than us in a way if you want and so yeah i'm really curious to hear your story and uh yeah. how did it all start for you yeah, it's really cool that you have mentioned that it's it's all started because you just wanted to be dedicated to yourself and you wanted to shape, maybe change your mindset through, um, like you, you already were consuming a lot of content. You just wanted to shift towards create, not consume a little bit more, you know, and make also use out of it. Um, not just consume it, but also create and share something. I guess it was like in 2018 exactly when this Gary, Gary Vernichuk, which is, I'm not a fan of him, but just like a disclaimer, but I remember he was telling it from everywhere, from every social media he was running, which is, was like every single social media, but he was saying this, create, not consume, create, not consume, that's the mindset. And I felt like yeah, at some point in 2018, a lot of people also started share, like shaping their mindset towards not just reading the content online, but also creating it and sharing and trying to be proactive at whatever you're doing. Um, and that's really interesting. Regarding my own, my personal story as well. So that's right. It's like in 2018, there was, I think like you were really in a, in a super, like you, you literally raced on that wave when people started finally like moving to Instagram to share their stories, share their journey and stuff like this. So you were really in the perfect timing um, to join. I joined a little bit earlier. I think my page started in 2016 and it was um, before that I had like my, my travel page and I was traveling a lot before. So pretty much I was focused and dedicated to my travel page um, before that. And I was spending much more time like sharing stories of my travelings and stuff like this and for those of you who doesn't know in my past i was like a hitchhiker and this crazy person sleeping on the gas stations and couch surfings and stuff like that with my backpack for months around and stuff like that so i had a lot of stories to share there but at some point um and it was around 2016 maybe 15 when i started feeling a little bit tired of all of those nomadic lifestyle and I wanted to really focus much more on the career, on the work, and you know, reach my professional goals. So I said, like, okay, let me also separate my past traveling life and you know start writing more about my design work, my design life. And yeah, I started in like May, I believe, 2016. And as you said, like there was absolutely no no one. There was like um, I remember pages that were sharing dribble shots. And um, they, were, they were really like UI shots, basically. And then there were a couple of the pages who were sharing some sort of stationary, um, like beautiful workstations, basically. The shot of the day, here is the book I'm reading. And it was like really more about lifestyle and technology and something about UI. So there was not much about UX. So in 2016, when I started sharing it, I totally went without any expectations, just as you said. It was for me more like a place to, like, 
in the past, as I said, I was traveling. So there was a lot of people I was talking to. Every day you would hitchhike a new car or be in, the same, in a new place. And there were so many different people to talk to. And then all of a sudden I sit in my room in the forest worlds. There was like no one around me. It was super calm. And I was like, hey, well, I need to talk to someone. <laughs> so I really just wanted to start expressing myself anywhere where, where I could be heard. And Instagram was the place just because I already have this traveling page. Um, and then I started, you know, writing something there. I think there was like a four or maybe also about four accounts. I think it was most of the guys who have been following in, in design, they were Czech people. And I was about to move to Czech Republic. So that was like a nice coincidence. Um, there was Lubas, Lubas Volkov. There was um, Jan. Um, Jan, I forget his name. I'm sorry. And then there was Alice Nesetril. So those were the guys I was talking to pretty, pretty much all the time. And then, um, yeah, there were a few more people, but they were like, again, UI and dribble shots. And then just because I was one of those people who early on started documenting their struggles and life, and I was also doing the freelance, and I was also doing like um, a startup journey, which was very, very challenging at that point. So I was just sharing everything that was going on. And it was not about beautiful slides or it was not about, you know, right now everybody's using graphical content. Back then it was just photos and maximum you can expect a photo of a book or a beautiful shot of your working station. And uh, I was not using Instagram. Maybe, maybe I did some of the UI shots as well, but I don't remember already. And so back then it was just really about sort of a literally a blog in, in where you would write these long posts, long reposts, and share something that what happened today, what you've learned today, and that's it. And I think it was like exactly as you said, 2018, when the sliders like popping up, and I will do a shameless plug because I should admit that, but I was the first one who created the design carousel. It was July 2018. And then after that, everybody started doing it. But back then when I was doing it, I was totally, totally, not sure if I were, whether I should even start putting it just because um, it was like every, everything was photo, 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 photo. And all of a sudden I said like, let's do maybe slide like a Pidgey deck, you know, should I do this? I was so not sure of doing it, but then I posted it. And I remember I was super, super surprised by the amount of engagement it got. It was like, maybe at that time I was getting about 500 likes and then it, all of a sudden I got like 1,000, I don't know, 500. So it was tripled the usual engagement. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. But that was a super, super, super simple and not beautiful slider. But at that point, everybody realized that, oh, wow, you can actually do those beautiful sliders. And then it started to be really a big thing. In 2018 slash 19, everybody started doing sliders. Now we, we are all overwhelmed with them. But back then it was like something that was really like a test mode and something unexpected. You don't even know whether you should be doing it. And only then I've seen that, again, in 2018 slash 19, the, the whole community started like really joining, being proactive on Instagram. And that is very, very cool. Though I'm approaching, I guess, the <laughs> today's situation where I think like we are all experiencing the overwhelm of the content. And we see that there are way too many content, way too many sliders, way too many people, way too many in information and sometimes not very proven information, in fact. And like right now, I think the whole... I mean, we are talking about Instagram just because it's our domain, I guess. But at least in that particular medium, 
it feels like there is just way too much content already. And now we're even questioning whether it's, it makes sense to even start it. And this is where we can have some sort of a discussion to think, what do you, what do you think? Would you recommend starting it, um, the, the new page? doesn't need to be Instagram. It could be also whatever, even podcasts. Right now, podcasts are also quite saturated, I believe. At least I can see that. Um, or, I don't know, Twitter account or whatever else uh, is out there. Maybe LinkedIn page with the blog there, etc. So what do you think? Does it make sense in 2020 um, to start a new sort of a blog online, social media presence? Or do you believe that it's so much already, it's so much content that you should be really meaningful and like have the purpose going into that? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, um, I will be circling back to yeah, the please. thing that you just, uh, that, you, that we kind of started with. So the question of why am I doing this that mm-hmm. everybody needs to ask before uh, starting a channel on any kind of platform. Indeed, uh, my next question after your story would have been, what do you think of the mm-hmm. state of the social media space right now? And I totally agree that it's really... Um, overloaded with content there's uh, so much uh, redundancy uh, the same content over and over again um, there's there's little innovation there's little newness to it everybody kind of does the same thing the same recipe now everybody knows the recipe mm-hmm. it became a recipe yeah. and so it's 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 it i i feel like it's losing value instead of gaining value in time and maybe this is something that we all have the responsibility of um reframing or Mm -hmm. addressing a problem maybe we can address it by talking about it like we're doing right now maybe we can address it by being more uh involved in um guiding or challenging new creators if i go back to uh the question of why am i doing this i think that people should have uh, a personal purpose okay but should also have uh, understand that they have a responsibility towards the community so we all now have mm-hmm. once you enter this common space then you're kind of responsible for what you're putting in it and so i think that if communities uh be it on dribble behance or instagram just keep growing because people want to put their portfolio out there and be seen and find clients and just have a personal brand because everybody has a personal mm-hmm. brand in social media then that's not bringing any value to the design industry that's only personal gain at best but if if you if we want to do things that uh, push the design industry forward, that that are healthy for the design industry, that are even ethical, if you want, then things should be done differently. I mean, you should consider every time you put something out there that it has meaning, that you build a conversation around it, not just post it for the engagement and likes and so on. And so you put something out there, and then that becomes a conversation with other designers, because that's the only way. So just like you said. Uh, uh, when uh, telling your story, sharing your story with us. You had conversations in the beginning. That's how it all started with Lubos, with other designers, Czech designers. And so I think that the value in having a social media presence is being part of this community, being part, an active, involved, a healthy uh, member of the community, Um, having the right conversations, uh, 
encouraging conversation and not just posting content that's gonna be uh, juicy and sticky yeah. and then uh, get likes and grow your page and to what end? Yeah. So I think that this is something that uh, in 2020, everybody should answer. Why am I doing this? Is it just personal yeah. gain or is it, is it because I feel like I can contribute to the yes. community? I love it. I think I totally agree with you. I think that it's definitely out there that people start doing it for sake of doing it without sometimes even asking themselves, does it even make sense? Am I doing it for like? Am I doing it for uh, getting into this explore page? And, you know, as I as I've noticed already, I think in one of my recent posts, I like not post stories. I mentioned that I started seeing way too many uh, top ten fonts every single day. I wake up and I scroll my feed, and I have like five posts of top ten best fonts, and I'm like, damn, it's too many content of that topic. Like I really want more of a meaning behind it. I know that fonts are like always getting engagement, and that's definitely a topic that can bring some traction to your page. But I also feel like if you're doing this, let's say the post that would get that traction, you don't need to just do this post that will gain the traction. You also need, okay, you did this traction, you gained some, some followers, great. Now also take a conversation, do the conversation, take a step back, think of what, what values can you share? What, can you have a conversation with those people? Can you connect with them? What are you, what are you trying to do? Like, wh why are you doing this basically, right? And um, what I like that you mentioned or you touched based on having more of a conversation rather than just gaining engagement. And I really like the fact that you, I mean, you don't need to be necessarily always just sharing value. It doesn't need to be just, you know, here is another educational post, another educational post, another goodies post and stuff like this but there could be also a conversation where we can just ask each other what's your experience what's what's your intake on this what's your thinking process um what are your challenges and just like really share and talk a little bit more that could be one way to go about it i'm not saying that this is what you should be doing but i'm just saying that there has to be why in what you're doing not just like gaining that traction and feeling good about it but also to sort of and have a meaning in what you're doing and um, again, that does not mean that you should, uh, right now we're talking about the recipe in Instagram, but if, if you look into it, there, there are other platforms out there, uh, Twitter, I know that people in Twitter, I mean, there are probably some influences there, but this is happening more like on a dialogue level there. I'm not a Twitter person, so that platform doesn't work for me, but still, I know that people are having a conversation there in LinkedIn. There are also people who are having conversation there and there are other places where it's not just about sharing, but also about exchanging and it's about building the relationship with the people in at whatever scale. doesn't really need, need to be like a, a huge page with too many followers, but really like having a meaningful conversation or having some sort of a relationship built. Um, so I don't know, somehow I feel like I'm moving towards the word community, which is not my intention, but that's maybe something that is in my mind right now. So I'm sort of discussing it. Um, well, I think that community is at the base of the yeah. social media effort for a guild, if you want, because we're the design guild. And yes, I think that we're building communities. That's what's happening. So it should be framed around the word community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And I have another point that um, I think that a lot of, I get 
you probably get this question as well. I often get the question, how can I grow my page? How do I get more followers? And my first instinct is to ask, why do you need more followers? Yeah. What are you actually looking for? If you're looking for relationships, then you don't need 10,000 followers. You just need three, four people that you can engage with in a meaningful way. That's it. Mm -hmm. So I think that people are often very transparently driven by the fact that they want to grow their pages. I think that maybe you can have some rewards along the way, okay, I, I reached 5,000, I reached 10,000, mm -hmm. but it's not gonna prove meaningful to you either. Mm -hmm. So what's meaningful is actually getting to know people, having conversations, showing you your authentic you and so on. And another disclaimer that I wanna make is that I think I'm also guilty of sometimes putting content that's maybe too easy or too uh, circulated already, like something around fonts or anything or, uh, along those lines. So. It, it doesn't have to be that you always put valuable, sophisticated, intimate, mm -hmm. personal, uh, uh, challenging yeah. content. You can, you can balance things, exactly. but in the end, so the problem is not necessarily the, the content choice, which is also a problem, but it doesn't come down to that. It comes to your purpose of building this page. So, mm -hmm. and I think that uh, a common purpose is uh, the peer pressure that everyone has an Instagram page and I'm gonna be left behind or a dribble or a Behance or mm -hmm. whatever. We replace Instagram with whatever other platform. And another thing is that people imagine that they're gonna be getting a lot of clients and work oh, from yeah. their Instagram page, <laughs> which <laughs> by all means is very mm -hmm. possible. I know people who really get their clients from Instagram, but to be honest, my best and uh, most serious and long-term and valuable uh, collaborations came from LinkedIn. They didn't come from Instagram. So I think I had one freelancing project that, uh, yeah. let's say quality if you want, or uh, longer term or, but otherwise, I have 2,100 followers and I don't get that many clients. So I don't know why people imagine that that's how clients recruit their designers. They just go on Instagram and start looking for design pages. It's, it's not what happens actually. Yes. So, yeah. So the, I, I, I think this is one of the strongest reasons why people might argue that they need an Instagram page. When in fact, it's a myth, if you want. I'm, I want to bust this myth. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I, I would add my five cents there. I, I also just wanted to say like, let's bust that myth. <laughs> Like, I think like in the past, again, when this Instagram community was not so oversaturated with creative and really, by the way, really great and talented people when it was not so easy to find those people. Um, back then it was, okay, there, there were people who were looking for designers and they could find this amount of designers and they could reach out and find the perfect fit for their team. But right now it's even hard to, to select one to, it's just it's really hard to get noticed for the right clients um, that has basically the same culture and values that you're sharing and maybe the budget and maybe the timeline and so on and so on. And of course, yes, I would say that when I was getting I, before and some, maybe something around 2018, I was getting pretty consistently some client requ requests, but it was not like a specific client in this like whatever industry in this tech industry in this with this product would reach me out and say like hey we need a designer I was looking for you and blah 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 it was more like people who know me because I was quite proactive 
would reach out and say like, hey, I'm consulting this project. We're looking for designer. Would you be interested? Or, hey, I'm a developer. I would love to work with you. We have this client. Would you be interested? Or the same even for like UI designers. So it was not necessarily like a businesses, business owners who would reach out because, you know, they are following some UX influencers. They were really just the people normal people who would have the same similar businesses as you have freelancing businesses that would want to collaborate with you and it was based on the relationship because they were trusting um i mean back then they were trusting me in what i was doing because i was sharing my work on a daily basis so the trust was there that the community was not so saturated so the visibility for you personally would be just higher but i would totally say that in 2019 when there were just really really a lot of a lot of great designers out there it just became too hard to get noticed among those right people who might be interested in working with you and right now i think i would guess maybe i don't know once twice per month this is maximum some question about it and in most of the cases when i look into who is writing to me i realize that this is not the the people <laughs> who i would expect to work with they don't share the same values from what i see and from how they the first request message is framed um and so right now I, I don't think it's it's a right place to search for clients if that's your purpose um i think instead what you can think of is this funnel of if if your goal is to be a freelancer and to gain more clients then instead think of instagram as the place where you maybe share your journey and where you maybe share your daily uh, work bits but you don't like educate and don't like share all those designer related content, but more like share who you are as the person, because ultimately to reach the clients and to um, be reached out to, you need to build this trust. And Instagram is the page where you can just share what do you do? How do you do? What's your values? But it doesn't necessarily need to be this educational content that teaches other designers how to do things. It could be that you have a website or you have your LinkedIn page and somebody found you through other networks, but they went into your Instagram page because they just wanted to see a little bit of who you are as a personality because they want to see if you're trustworthy. And when they go there, you, they see, oh yeah, you're actually a real person and you're doing these things and you have those different projects and you're passionate about design. I really want to work with you. So don't think of it as just that you need to build your your, I don't know, audience just to be trustworthy. Trustworthy doesn't need to have numbers in your followers uh, account. It can be just as simple as who you are, what you're doing, and why you love your job and show your personality, basically. Um, so that's what I think if we talk about having a freelance clients through your social media. Do you still have sometimes a client request? And if yes, um, how this is happening and from which platforms you're having it and what do you think, where do you think the clients mainly would come from if you were a social media or, or if you were a freelancer uh, on a daily basis right now? Well, I think that, um, like I said earlier on Instagram, I, I get requests just like you said, maybe one, two, three per week, uh, but they're mostly small projects or projects that I'm not necessarily interested in getting involved in. So the kind of projects that I am looking for on in my freelancing efforts and space are more long-term, mm -hmm. long-term meaning a couple of months at least. So not long-term five years, but long-term, uh, not three weeks of a project. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so on Instagram, they're pretty much just like Instagram is bite-sized mm-hmm. um, freelancing projects. And I'm not very much into that at this point in my career. I'm looking for longer term and uh, building relationships, professional relationships with the clients I work in and indeed having uh, finding some meaning in the work I do. So that's why fast, uh, small projects, although I can they're exciting because you get to do something mm-hmm. in a in a sh- short amount of time uh they're not what's what are what's interesting me um instead indeed uh like i said uh linkedin has proved to be a better uh space for me but also uh, find clients and jobs and uh and some freelancing partnerships that uh, prove to be long-term and very meaningful. And so I would say to designers that being a position, I loved your point about not necessarily having to be an educator on social media in order to uh, grow your business or uh, your freelancing goals or client goals and so on. You can also, I think it's even better if you show yourself, show your personality, and that's even something that will increase your chances of getting hired if Mm -hmm. a hiring manager or recruiter is going to look on your social media profiles they want to see it's it's the same for your with your portfolio people want to see personality they want to see who you are they want to see what your values are what you stand for um what what how you differentiate from the others if everybody's doing the same content Mm -hmm. how can i how can i choose one person versus the other because they're they're the same person in my eyes. So you don't want to be the same person with that thousand other people that are doing the same thing. You want to be you. And that's why I think that uh, people, I'm hoping this wave of design educators, um, <laughs> although don't get me wrong, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I'm a, I have been doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, so it's, it's not like people can easily say, but you're doing it. Yeah, I have been doing it because it's kind of aligned with my personality in a very intimate and strong way. So um, in my, uh, what I didn't mention in my story earlier is that I have been doing some social media activity um, that was in the music industry. So I was, uh, let's say the uh, social media manager for a rock band, a big rock band in Romania. And I was already doing social media activities for them. It was very exciting to see their community grow, to get their music to more people. So I was already into this world. I had, I, I kind of needed continuity. I, I needed it as a hobby if you want. So it's something that's part of me, social media. It's, it's something that I didn't uh, do because I have to do it or because other people are doing it. It's just who I am. I don't know. I'm a social media person. So the, the, the point is that you want to put your personality out there. You want to be doing things that are true to yourself, that make sense in your life, that make sense, uh, that are aligned with your personality. And um, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but make sure you're authentic and you're doing it for the right reasons. And showing yourself, just like you said, is a way more powerful than uh, branding as a self-branding as a design educator. Plus, uh, uh, speaking of knows it all, I think a very important point is, okay, you have decided that you want to build a social media presence. You want to go on Instagram or YouTube or Dribbble or Behance. The next question you have to ask is, what content will I be putting out there? What do I want to put out there? And I think that um, design educators tend to uh, just frame information that's out there on the internet or on, or on in books in the, I don't know, design literature and so on. So you just take pieces of information that are 
uh, academic, if you want, or, <laughs> or uh, community approved, then you put them out there. But what about uh, taking the personality uh, spin and putting it on the, um, on the content you make, showing your struggles, showing your mm -hmm. transition stories, showing what went wrong on your last project, showing how you're struggling uh, with finding clients, showing something that's not necessarily doing design education, but is it's, it could be more valuable than design education yes. itself. So showing struggles and showing your, uh, the real life of a designer, that's, that's actually another way to go about it. And it's more personal and powerful and people should consider different types of content. Okay. And it's something that I've been, I've been uh, wanting for myself uh, to reframe UX goodies from sharing bite-sized information on, uh, I don't know, what is UX design and how is it different from UI design, sharing more of a, uh, mental health topics as mm -hmm. a designer um, just the personal struggles i have as a designer how do i how do i uh, create my design career and so on things mm -hmm. around that and that's yeah so in this podcast <laughs> yeah because it, it gives us the opportunity of uh, yes. exploring more of ourselves and showing uh, more totally. of what's happening in our minds yeah. so um what are your thoughts on this yeah. in terms of what content people should put out there so for me personally, again, coming a little bit back to the topic of saturated market, I feel like to me personally, Instagram just became like this fast food content. And I, not to say that it's bad, it's just that people spend less time engaging with the content and that content should be really more to the point, like really smart, really one slide, explains it all in a super concise way, a super clear way and so on and so forth. So if you want to get your point heard you really need to spend some time thinking how to frame that point and make it super easy to understand and so on and i feel like if if you just copy all those you know other profiles that's not going to work out this recipe is not working anymore if 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 in case if you're interested in growing your instagram it's really becoming just a little bit overwhelming and i don't want to just create those carousels and just all the education things i spent we spent a lot of time last year i believe educating let's call it so but this year 2020 it was really a different year in so many like directions starting from <laughs> this crazy year and and the mental health and a lot of people lost jobs and a lot of people we're looking for meanings and that's a space where you could also experiment does not mean need to be like copied what worked last year but you really need to try different things things share different things share different struggles share, share different stories um reflect on in your experiences and really try to look for this inner voice and try to understand what you can share my personal intake in that i was actually since I felt like, okay, I, I felt like I'm in this cage of doing the sliders. I've been doing those sliders forever. Should I keep doing them? And I felt like I don't want to do them anymore. I wanted to diversify my content. I wanted to start, start putting more my face out there. I wanted to start doing more of a video, so GTVs and maybe a little bit reels and stuff. And more like a lifestyle, almost like lifestyle of a designer that I don't want to be just the, you know, technical teacher who is saying all those steps that the designers needs to be doing in order to become designers, you know? So I felt like I also, I, I started feeling that I want to become more of a lifestyle designer, sort of a blogger, if that's the, if that's the thing. And really share more behind the scenes, like 
what you do, what's your day look like? What, um, I don't know, what book do you read? What questions do you have? What problems do you have? Where do you learn more? Where do you get motivation from? And stuff like this. So really share the personality instead of this uh, teacher who shares all those classes and stuff like that, uh, which is still a part of my journey and is still a part of my lifestyle because I still have the course and students, but I don't want it to be everything. I don't want to be like this teacher. So I'm still also sharing. And I think like, it's not just me, but everybody who is in this journey of sharing something online are always supposed to be transformative. It doesn't need to be always the same. It doesn't have to be in this cage of following one recipe that worked for you once. And now you're, you're supposed to now follow the structure every single time. So it's like a little bit of a digital transformation and seeing how, where do you feel yourself growing? What do you want to improve? Where do you, what exactly do you want to share? It's not that you've started with this purpose and you stick to this purpose forever. And now you always have to talk about this particular thing over and over again. Um, but it's also like learning and exploring and transforming yourself as a creative. So like this long journey. And maybe I'm talking about that because I'm doing this for like four years now, but <laughs> it feels to me that way, that it's also like a journey that you're taking it under a transformation. Maybe now we could go uh, on to sharing our final thoughts, if yes. that's okay. Yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> if people have been listening to other episodes that we already put out there, they know that we uh, close the episodes by sharing a couple of highlights that uh, we, we liked or important points that we feel like we made in the conversation. So I'm going to start with mine and I'm hoping I won't uh, mention all of them. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but the, the most important part, I think, is before answering the question, uh, do designers need a social media presence? Uh, everybody do their own introspection effort, mm -hmm. introspection exercise and answer for themselves. Why do I want to do this? Why am I doing it? What am I expecting out of it? What's the personal gain? But also, is this bringing any value to the industry and to the community? That Does it have value or is it just personal gain from one and to another? I think another point that we made several times along our episode today is uh, the fact that uh, recipes don't work anymore. And even if they did, I don't think it's a good idea to apply recipes when you're building something that's personal. I think that people should experiment and try to bring their personalities uh, online if they want to be online. And um, also I made a point around uh, not expecting uh, that you're going to be getting a lot of clients and jobs from, from Instagram or any other. I don't know what, what, how it's like for other platforms. As I said, LinkedIn worked for me, but um, I don't think Instagram, where the, the state of Instagram today can guarantee anyone that they're going to be finding clients. And the last point is the one, one that you made and I loved is that okay, you want an online presence, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the online educator persona, if you want. So not everybody has to be an educator or a teacher. You can be someone that just shares the honest life, the transparent experience of a designer, showing struggles, showing what you do in your everyday life, showing how a workshop went or a bad client story or a good client story and so on. And so being the educator that just recycles information that's already out there, may not be such a good idea in 2020. <laughs> so these are my points. I really loved your point. I would totally repeat them if I were you. 
Um, I would add there a few more things. First is also try to ask yourself, if you're trying to, you know, play this, um, you know, followers game, ask yourself, do you really need those followers? And ask yourself it twice, three times, etc. Ask yourself really, why do you need those followers? Do you really need to get engagement? Do you really need to get, I don't know, 10,000 followers? How much is it is too much? How much is enough? Think about the value of the followers for you if that's the, if that's one of the goals because honestly speaking there will be never enough <laughs> and you will you can grow forever and if that's the goal okay then ask ask the question ask yourself the question why and and if you don't have a specific answer that satisfies you then maybe you don't really need that um, another question is um or more, maybe not like a question, but another point is that if you are a freelancer or if you are working with the startups and kind of looking for new freelancer freelance gigs, then you don't necessarily need to be an influencer showing that you know you're this you're this almighty all-knowingly kind of profile that will teach everybody everything. You might want to teach some bits of what you know and what you feel confident about, but you also want to share your story and your personality and who you are on a daily basis. You want to be trustworthy. You don't want to be this influencer who knows all this uh, UX terminology and just looks like a smart ass. That's not what will give you the clients if that's one of the goals that you're having. And also, I think like if I were to try to reflect of what this journey had been for me and what was the biggest value personally for me, I would also add that for me personally, it was about learning by sharing so the biggest value i was getting is not you know <laughs> that you know followers were following me and somebody were trusting me that but also that every day if you sit and try to reflect on what what, what happened like literally this act of reflecting and kind of making lessons of what happened or trying to learn a new topic and reflect on what you have learned this sort of a reflection was probably the biggest um, value for me personally because I was able to digest information or experience I was going through and I was able to learn something from this. So think of it as almost like a, a debriefing and trying to understand what went well, what went not well and what can you make out of it. Um, that was like the most grateful experience for me when I think of this whole journey. Maybe don't think of social media as something that you just have to do because everybody else do it, but also think of the value that you can get. Try to find your why of doing why you're doing that thing and why do you want to do and maybe if you don't have a specific answer on the question why maybe you don't even need to start doing that. Maybe you're good already and you want to have your space for you know uh, decompressing, maybe you don't really want to have the space for having weekends and normal life and, you know, going outside the parks and, I don't know, and eat ice cream. You don't need to create so much. You don't need to be on this hunt of gaining those followers. That's, you know, doing it for the sake of doing it doesn't bring too much value. Um, it might just overwhelm you and make you feel a little bit frustrated at some point. So, yeah, try to find your why. That would be my bottom line point, I guess, for today. 
and I love it and I stand by it uh, completely. I think that uh, that's what I'm hoping people will take out of this episode actually that they they have to find their own reason of doing it and make sure that they challenge the reasons that they're doing this for mm -hmm. and um, indeed self-reflection is an amazing one. Instagram kind of can work as a journal for UX designer. Mm -hmm. So it's a journal that you just put with, out there with the world and share with the world and share what's happening instead of writing because I kept a journal for many years of my life and it was very it was very important in making in being able to articulate mm -hmm. the whys and 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 my identity in the end was shaped by by the self-reflection exercise and maybe people should move more into that direction and indeed find their whys intent mm -hmm. instead of um instead of just being there because of peer pressure or uh, yeah. seeking celebrity and uh, mm. social media success. <laughs> I almost wanted to add like, you know, the author, Simon Sinek, or I don't know how to spell him, but Simon Sinek, yeah. something like this. He have a book start with why. So I also wanted to plug it in <laughs> on, this yeah. on this note. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I'm hoping that this episode managed to uh, answer some questions maybe that people contemplating the idea of opening a social mm -hmm. media account uh, have right now. I'm not, I by no means, neither myself or you, we're not discouraging people yeah. from going in the social media space. On the contrary, we're encouraging them to do it, but to do it in a personal, authentic way and not just uh, copying, recycling information that's exactly. already out there. It kind of feels, I think we all feel like uh, everything was already said. So what mm -hmm. remains unsaid is our own personal take on our experiences, which cannot be replicated and they cannot be copied and will guarantee uh, maybe not the biggest following, but some followers that are uh, dedicated and involved and engaged and so this is what I think people should be going for building relationships instead of building followings and um, yeah I'm hoping that people are inspired now to do <laughs> something that's meaningful and resonates with them and uh, aligned with their personality yay thank you so much for listening to this guys I hope you learned something today and um, if yes please subscribe and follow us uh, we, page. we don't have a page yet, but we might have a page until this podcast is out. So if we have a page, follow us there. <laughs> we will. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye, Amfisa, and bye, everyone. Bye. Have a great day.